Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 71, 10 Tips for Tackling People-Pleasing. Now, I'm a self-proclaimed people-pleaser, so if you are too, I definitely want you to listen to this episode. Even if you're this super cool person that's like, too cool for the rest of us, and you don't think you're a people pleaser, I still challenge you to listen to this episode. Now, this episode was sparked by some conversations that I had with some really great friends who are listeners of this podcast. And I did an episode recently on not being everyone's cup of tea. And from those conversations sort of led, kept leading back to the topic of people pleasing. And I'm just going to put it out there like I do and say, I'm a people pleaser. And it's definitely something that I have um, uh, struggled with. And again, I will probably always struggle with. So if you have the same struggle, you share in this with me, I definitely encourage you to listen to this because... In this episode, I'm going to give you some real world examples. So some challenges that I have faced and how I overcame that challenge and or what my takeaway was. Because like I said, this is not something that's just going to be cured overnight. I'm probably going to have this for the remainder of my life and it's just something I'm going to accept. So let's start with number one. First and foremost... I really honestly believe that everyone has some level of people pleasing. Now, again, if you're that super cool person that's like, Mm-mm, girlfriend, not me, I am not a people pleaser. Well, you know what? I challenge you on this. For instance, we live in something that in the small business community is called the review economy. So what does this mean? Basically, if you have a small business, there is a website out there that's probably blowing up your inbox and asking you like, come sign up, um, put your business, advertise your business on this website. And they want you to go out there, create an account, put your business out there. And then the whole point is for people to come and rate you and rank you and give their opinions of you. And so we have this tendency sometimes to want to like cater to the masses. And again, especially if you're in business, you definitely want that. I mean, who wants bad reviews on their business? Um, So again, this is something that I want you to just consider. So if you are one of those people who are like, you know what, I'm a self-proclaimed people pleaser, I want you just to consider that it doesn't matter how cool somebody is. Think about social media. Think about how people curate their social media feeds. I mean, again, we we know logically that's not real life. We know those people that are, again, too cool to people please. And we know them in their real life. We know their struggles. We know their hardships. And yet, when I look at them on social media, I would think that they didn't have a care in the world, that life just really kind of came super easy to them. And <clears throat> and that has nothing to do with actual reality. That has to do with how we want to portray ourselves. Because it is hard to be criticized. It really, really is. And so what I want you to take away from this, that everyone has some level of people-pleasing, is this. 
I want you to know that people are thinking more about themselves than they're thinking about you. And whether you walk into a room and you feel like all eyes are on you and you're being judged for how you look or what you're saying or what you're doing, it's actually so far from the truth. Think about it. We're all thinking about ourselves. We're kind of we're kind of very self-centric creatures. So, don't worry so much about what other people are thinking. Just know when you're feeling super insecure that people are more concerned about themselves than they are about you. Okay. Number 2. Uh, opinions are fickle. So let's go back to, to number one for just a second. So, you know, all those websites that want your opinions and review and let us know what you really think. And there's even some sites out there that like, they don't want you to give too many good opinions or too many good reviews for places. Otherwise, they think you're being, I don't know, whatever, too nice. So that's what I want you to realize. Opinions are fickle. So here's a real world example. Last year in the summer of 2020, if you were if you were in law enforcement, which my husband is, you probably faced some very strong opinions about law enforcement. Fast forward a year later, the very same people that had very strong opinions hated my husband, hated what he did for a living. All of a sudden, <laughs> want to be my best friend again. And so I realized that was actually a blessing in disguise. And it gave me the power to let go of fickle people. So that was actually a very cleansing kind of thing for me because I volunteer very um, involved in the law enforcement community. And because I've put myself out there, um, man, did I, I was a magnet for the hate in the summer of 2020. And I was shocked by who the hate came from. It came from family, friends, and strangers. And it actually, like I said, I mean, obviously it was extraordinarily difficult at the time to um, deal with. But you know what? It didn't stop me from saying I'm still proud of my husband, still proud of what he does, and still proud of the law enforcement community and what they do. And it's okay to let go of the fickle people in my life. And uh, again, it's kind of interesting. Some of these people have noticed that there's I've put distance between me and them in this past year. And they kind of keep coming at me. And it's funny, I had one conversation with somebody where I hadn't spoken to them for a while, but I, I saw what, how they felt about my husband. And it was really pretty kind of terrible and heinous, a man who had always been very, very kind to them. And um, they, I must have sensed that I've sort of distanced myself from them. And so I uh, took a phone call from this person, and one of the first things out of their mouth was like, "Hey, how you, how you doing? Um, I hope Jorge's doing okay, my husband. And um, I just want you to know that like we fully support you guys. Like we're thinking about you, we're praying for you. And I just went, hmm, okay, thank you. And I, it just wasn't worth the argument to me. So it made me feel better to just sort of have that distance. They sort of showed their true colors when it comes to. Um, what their opinions are about things in the world. And they're allowed to have their opinions. Anyone, everyone's allowed to have their opinions, but I'm also allowed to have mine. 
And if your opinions are fueled by a lot of hate um, towards me or someone that I love very dearly, then I'm probably going to distance myself from you. And that is okay. That is one of the lessons that I've learned. It is okay to distance yourself from people who just their values, their opinions, their ethics, their morals just don't align with yours. So number three, I want you to realize that it's not possible to please everyone. So don't try. And I don't think a lot of discussion is needed in this. Again, that was a great takeaway from that experience last summer is that it's not my job to try to change other people's opinions. It just isn't. Is that there's no reason that I need to try to appeal to the masses, explain anything. Um, Not possible. People are just going to have their feelings. They're going to have their opinions for whatever reason. And I just have to let it be. Just let it go. Let it be. Don't try. It's not possible to please everyone. All right. Number four. I want you to know what you do and don't bring to the table. That is something that I've actually learned and it's been a great lesson as my as I'm a realtor in my real estate business. I love working with first-time home buyers. They have a lot of questions, they love to learn about the process, and I love teaching the, them about the process but I don't have all of the answers. So one of the steps that I take when it comes to my clients is that I bring a team. So I know what I bring to the table. For example, when you are purchasing a home, a lot of times the questions that you have deal with financing. What is my down payment going to be? Well, that is not something that I, as your realtor, have an exact answer of. I can give you an idea But I don't like to give people just broad ranges. I like them to have exact ideas and exact figures. So that's where I bring in my lender because what I bring to the table is mostly about the real estate transaction. That's my expertise. That's my area. So when I go in and I meet a client, I know what I do and don't bring to the table. So I know that I don't know everything. I'm not an expert at everything. And I freely let people know that. So if I have a conversation with somebody and they're asking me questions about financing, I always say to them, here's what I do now. And let me bring an expert in because I am not an expert in that area. This is my expertise, the real estate transaction portion. And my friend over here, some great, um, I have a great friend who's a lender named Susie. And I bring in Susie into the discussion, and then she can talk about her area of expertise. So it's okay for you not to know everything. You don't have to know everything. So one of the great takeaways from this is that if you go into whatever situation it is, it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know. I can find the answer out to you. I can give you some guidance. I can direct you to something but you don't need to be an expert in everything. It's okay for you to just let go and say, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. And I don't, I'm not saying this always in business. I would never say that in a business transaction, whether it be in either one of my businesses, I will always guide my clients and, and 
people that are reaching out to me to find the answer, but this can also be applied to your personal life. If you have a friend that comes to you and they need your opinion or need some guidance, it's okay to sometimes say, I don't know. You know, I will be there for you. I will be by your side, but I don't know. And that leads me to the next tip, the next point. Learn to be a better listener. Stop talking. I think sometimes when we go into situations, we think we have to like, again, give our opinion, say what we think. And when in reality, all we need to do is to just stop and listen. We don't know everything. We're not expected to know everything about everything in life. And so if we can learn to be a better listener in situations, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's all another person needs. And I will be honest with you, that is one of the biggest things that I struggle with. I'm a natural counselor. I want everyone to feel good. I feel like I have the answers for people. If they only did this, their life would be so much better. Well, guess what? Again, going back to opinions, that's my opinion. I don't know the full story. I don't know the internal struggles. I don't know all the players in a situation. And so sometimes the greatest gift that you can give as a people pleaser and to sort of walk away and not create any kind of collateral damage is just to simply listen. Just go into a situation. You know you don't have to give your opinion. You know you're not the expert. You don't have to have all the answers. And all you have to do is sit there and listen. That's a really great gift to give people. All right. The next tip that I'm going to give you, let me, I skipped around here for just a second. So number six is adopt the word no. (laughs) Funny situation happened to me recently. Okay. So I have a podcast, right? I want to monetize this podcast. So I try to find different ways to um, earn some money by doing this podcast. So I've, I'm, getting more popular. It's starting to get more noticed. And so I'm starting to get, um, be approached by people. So I'll get emails, I'll get DMs from different maybe companies or different people. They're like, hey, we can help you grow your podcast. (laughs) Or would you be willing to talk about our product, product on your podcast? And so most of the requests are easy just to say no to because some of them are really odd or strange. A lot of them, I'm like, I'm not just going to sell anything to my audience. And so it has to be something that's very specific and relatable and that could be a value to my audience. And so um, I was approached by somebody a few months ago that I actually knew personally. And it was somebody that I, I had sort of a history with back in my past. And we sort of reconnected just through social media. <laughs> and so this person said, hey, um, I, need to, I need to talk to you about something. Um, I was like, okay, let me have your phone number. So this was somebody, again, that like I, I knew personally like back in the day, but I sort of lost contact with. So I gave them my phone number and um, they said, hey, I have a proposal for you. I do XYZ on Instagram um, some not anything weird, but just something like totally 
out of my wheelhouse, out of my role, not anything even remotely connected to time management or organization. Something that was really geared towards like men that was really, um, I, I just don't want to give a, a, a lot of weight on this. But anyway, they had a proposal for me to go on and do some product reviews. And it felt weird. And I, I was supposed to give like a, like almost like a sexy headshot. And I, I've, my initial reaction was no, no way. And so they wouldn't let it go. And so they just kept saying, no, 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 let me tell you, let me tell you how this is going to benefit you. It's going to benefit your Instagram, your following. And I mean, I'll be honest, just because it was someone that I knew from many years ago, I said yes. And I did the worst thing possible. I ghosted them. I completely didn't follow through. They mailed me the product. I never even opened the box and I didn't follow through. So I completely, I ignored all of their messages going forward because it felt weird. There was, I was like, this isn't gonna, I'm in, I don't want to put myself out there to that extent. I um, would be embarrassed to do this. I was actually kind of mortified. I was like panicking about having to, review these products. And it wasn't, again, anything weird. It just, the way I was supposed to go, it was supposed to be like appealing to men, I guess. I was supposed to um, kind of put myself like in this situation, <laughs> review a product that was geared towards men with the hopes that like they were trying to say like I could increase my following. Well, the the my demographics of my listeners and my Instagram followers, I'm definitely more than 90% female. So why I said yes to this, I just said yes out of because I just, they weren't taking no as an answer. And that was a huge lesson. And so instead of following through and doing it, I knew I wasn't going to, I just ghosted the person. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to get out of it. And this person got extremely extremely angry with me and blocked me. And rightfully so. I mean, I said that I would do something and then I no-showed. And um, ultimately, I'm, I was actually okay with that. I'll be honest. Um, it kind of, once I realized they had blocked me, um, I was actually relieved. And I know I'll never have to be asked to, to, to put myself in that situation again. But the takeaway from this is this. I should have just stuck with no. I shouldn't have changed my no to a yes out of pure obligation. And I did it because I didn't want them to be mad at me. But what I ultimately did was really piss them off to the point where they absolutely blocked me from social media. And I'll probably never talk to this person ever again, which again is okay. People are in your past for a reason, right? All right. That brings me to my next point is people are in your life for a reason or for a season. And you can, you just need to accept that. Now, I'm getting into like friendships and relationships here. This is something the older I get, the more appreciation I have. I mean, I love my friends. My friends, a lot of times, really become more like family. And one of the things that is the most difficult to grasp and understand is when you have someone that's like family to you, that knows like where all the bodies buried in your life. 
and you've been through so much stuff together. And when that friendship, when it's time for that friendship just to come to an end, and maybe it's an end that you need, or maybe it's an end that they need. And yeah, it's extremely difficult when you're not the one ending the friendship. And so I kind of went through this recently, someone that was a really good friend, I knew about 10 years. And um, for a variety of reasons, the friendship came to an end. And it was probably quite honestly, quite mutual. And but what I needed was some actual closure to it. So I sent the friend um, just a message just to almost like break that weird ice, like we had gotten to a point in the friendship where it was just weird and awkward. And neither one of us were really motivated to try to figure out why. And so what I did was I just simply sent a text message. And it was basically like, thought you would, I, I thought of you when I saw this, it was a funny meme or joke. And I hope you're doing well. And she responded very sweetly back and said, I hope you're doing well too. And that was the end of it. And that's probably the last uh, communication that we'll have. And Again, I'm not even quite sure why the friendship came to an end, but we both collectively just sort of felt like it just needed to. And I think that's something that if you struggle with people pleasing, that might be a big struggle for you because friendships and relationships with people are probably very important to you, but it's just not possible to just keep and, you know, the same friends day in and day out and keep relationships the same. We all change. We all go through different things in life. People are not meant to be there for you for every area of your life. For instance, you know, um, you can think about this, like if you were single and you look back on your single days and your single friends were probably very different from your married friends. So, Again, a lot of times we just connect with people because of the season that we're at in our life or for some reason that we bring to the table or that they bring to the table. And when you can just accept that, you know what, sometimes friends are there for a reason or a season and there's always more friends around the corner and more connections, that sometimes will help take a little bit of the sting out of the friendship and relationship thing. Not completely. It's still going to hurt. And there's still probably like a bit of a mourning period when you have a friendship or relationship that comes to an end. But also just like (laughs) the person that uh, I reconnected with on Instagram earlier this year, you never know that people might come back into your life. And I've also experienced that as well. Someone that I was friends with many years ago, and for whatever reason, we've reconnected down the road. So you don't ever want to burn bridges. But again, just having a level of acceptance in this is definitely something so that if you ever do cross paths again, it's not weird, it's whatever. And just accept, again, people come into your life for a reason or a season. All right. The next point that I want you to take away is this. I want you to get to know who you are. And I want you to do this by spending some quiet time and alone time with yourself. So this brings me to something that, funny enough, is one of the most controversial points that and feedback that I get from people. And it's the fact that I wake up so early. This is really kind of 
funny and crazy to me. Let me first and foremost tell you this. Because I get on this soapbox, I'm like, I wake up at like 5.30 in the morning does not mean that you have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. What works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. But I want you to hear why I do wake up so early. I'm going to give you an example of last night and this morning, real life. So I have three kiddos still in my home and a husband and a dog. And um, someone is pulling at me at all times of day. I've run two businesses. I you know, do the, the one-on-one coaching with one organized mama. I do real estate. So you know, I have a lot going on. So I have a lot of people pulling at me at all hours of the day. So let's start with last night. When about 8.30 rolls around, that's when I start to sort of transition upstairs and start washing my face and getting ready for bed. And while I do that, I put on an episode of whatever Real Housewife is currently on. I love the Real Housewives. And so this was one of the ones where one of the Real Housewives was going to get arrested. And I was like dying to watch the episode. And so that's usually sort of my quiet time because it like repels everyone else in my house. They're like, I can't believe you watch that show. Like, oh my gosh, my family calls it like, you just like to sit around and watch Screaming Housewives. I don't care. I don't, for whatever reason, I love it. It's one of my favorite shows. So anyway, so I came upstairs because I knew I was going to put on this episode. And instead of it repelling... <laughs> my the people in my house it attracted them because they knew this was the episode that so and so got arrested and they wanted to see what went down so obviously they've been following it enough to know that this episode was going to be airing and so i was like totally missed out on just my like zone out time my time right before bed where i can just sit there and like wash my face while in front of the tv and kind of zone out and watch one of my favorite shows I didn't get that last night because I had people in my bedroom, my people wanting to know what was going to go down in this episode of The Real Housewives. So anyway, so I went to bed and woke up this morning and um, someone was up at 530 this morning and wanted to talk. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody at 530 in the morning. I don't want anyone to ask me anything. I don't want to, I just don't want to have to like face anything for a little part of my day. Because at 5.30 in the morning, the reason I get up that dang early is because generally on most mornings, I just get a little bit of freedom. I don't take the dog for a walk. I listen to music or podcast or go for a walk. I do something where I can just kind of be quiet. I can be by myself. I can just sort of think about things. I can sort of just, it can just be about me basically. So that is why I get up as early as I do. It's not a judgment against anybody who gets up later. You know, goodness knows, I don't care when any other human being gets up. I'm just simply telling you that that quiet time is something that I've learned in my adult life as a mother as a wife, as a small business owner, is extremely valuable to me. Because again, every hour of the rest of my day, I have someone pulling at me, someone needing my attention, wanting my attention, needing something from me. 
And if I didn't give myself time, then I would completely get lost in all of it. And I have been lost. And that's why yet again, I emphasize that you guys should be spending some quiet time to get to know yourself. That's it. And I don't care what time of the day that you do it. All right. The next tip that I want to give you is I want you to know your value. I don't want you to give away the farm. So this is actually a small business example, but it can, again, be applied to different areas of your life. All right. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Um, So I, if you're a professional organizer and you followed some of my episodes about professional organizing or on Instagram, um, you guys may have noticed not so long ago, I was offering something called the One Organized Mama Network. So it was like a network I was trying to create of professional organizers. I'm still doing it. I still do the one-on-one coaching. A lot of the one-on-one coaching that I do, the majority of it, I would say, is actually with other professional organizers. But I do allow like for a platform. I, I allow organizers to come on my show. I have professional organizers that advertise on my website. But what I stopped doing was I stopped doing the network. And this is the reason why. I had the best of intentions to create this network and to bring on professional organizers. And then it started to really kind of take off. And I was bringing on people from all different parts of the country and they were coming on and I was trying to figure out like, okay, what can I offer? Because I was offering a lot, to be really quite honest. And I knew I had a lot of value, and especially for a lot of organizers that were just starting out. And they were just like, how do I, how do I get started? What do I need to do? And I was giving a lot of value to this. I was giving a lot of time. I was giving a lot of me. And I realized it was getting to the point where, and this happens sometimes, when you give away too much, you people start to take that for granted. And so this really strange kind of thing started to happen is that um, I was doing these coaching calls as part of the uh, One Organized Mama Network, where it was just included in the, the cost of the, of the um, program. And and, and it, I was starting, you know, I started out saying, you know, you can get X amount of hours of one-on-one coaching with me, but that didn't, um, it didn't end there. It started to get a little strange with some of the the folks and, and I'm, I will get personal with you. I mean, if you do a one-on-one coaching call, like I, I did one with Layton who was on um, my last episode, I literally like went for a hike with my kids that morning came home, did it. So I wasn't like all like gussied up or anything like you when we do the one on one coaching, like I am making time for you during my day. And um, but what I noticed is that it was getting kind of weird because some of the the folks that and this was not any fault of their own. I don't even think they realize this, but it was starting to become intrusive. It was starting to become like I was having to solve all of their problems. I was starting to get requests at all times of the day. And I needed to put up some boundaries. So one of the boundaries that I put up was I had to really kind of say, you know what, hey, I know the value that I'm offering. And this was really quite honestly sparked by my husband who um, 
kept walking by my office one day. He needed to talk to me. And generally, my husband and kids know if they see me on my office and I'm on the phone, leave me alone. Do not wave me down. Do not write a, a you know big message on a piece of paper to try to get my attention. Leave me alone unless it's like life or death. So anyway, my husband had something he needed to like kind of talk to me about. And I was going from call to call to call. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing coaching calls with some of the professional organizers. And he could see I was a little like overwhelmed, a little drained. And he's like, stop it. Stop doing it. You are on the phone all of the time. And he said, do these, so he kind of, we kind of discussed it. And he's like, you know, I was like, well, I'm really passionate about this. I love helping people get their businesses started. And he brought to, to my, not to my attention. He's like, you need to know your value. You're giving away too much. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. So that's why I stepped back. And if you want one-on-one coaching with me, then it's something very individual. Then it's something that's based on an hourly rate. and, And it's something that's a very controlled because I needed to put up a boundary. I knew what I was offering as a value to these wonderful professional organizers, but it was getting to the point where they weren't respecting the boundaries of my time and not because of their fault solely. It was 100%. I was also at fault with that, but I was allowing them to take too much. So I had to learn not to give away the farm. So if you're a professional organizer and you would like to have a conversation with me one-on-one, I love to do it. I absolutely am super passionate about it. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I will give you everything that you ever wanted to know, but just know that I have to have um, a boundary with it because I'm allowing you to come into my day and come into my life. And so I just know what I bring to the table and I'm comfortable now putting up those boundaries so that I'm not getting inundated with messages um, at all <laughs> all times of the day, on vacation, in the car, and trying to tell my family, like, shh, be quiet. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a call. So it's something a lot more controlled. So I would say to you, if you're a people pleaser, you want to just give away everything, don't do it. Don't do it. It'll start to wear you thin over time. Don't do it. It's okay to tell people that this is what you're offering and they can take it or they can leave it. All right. The last thing that I want you to embrace is I want you to embrace your mistakes. I want you to embrace your flaws, tough situations, imperfections, and become so confident in who you are as a very unique person that ultimately other people's opinions and pleasing other people won't matter to you as much as it once did. And that's really the final takeaway that I want you to have from this episode. I want you to embrace the word no. I want you to get very comfortable with it. I want you to just be able to go out there and just have some confidence. And like I said, being confident doesn't mean being, you know, perfect. Being confident means you know who you are, flaws and all, and you can just embrace them and go out into the world and know not everyone's going to like you. People are going to have all kinds of opinions about you. 
And it's okay. You don't have to read the opinions. You don't have to put any kind of energy into it. Just to know that you are unique as a person. Know that you have a lot of value that you bring to any situation and that it's absolutely 100% okay to just be you and get comfortable with being you. Get to know you and spend some time with just you. So I hope that this has helped you. If you struggle with some people pleasing, um, let's go over the, the 10 real quick again, just as a little quick recap. Remember, number one, everyone has some level of people pleasing. Just remember, people are probably thinking more about themselves than, the, they're, th- than they're thinking about you. Opinions are fickle. And it's okay to distance yourself from people who are fickle and who have very fickle opinions. It's not possible to please everyone. So just don't even try. Know what you do and don't bring to the table. You are not an expert at everything. Let it go. Stop even trying. I want you to adopt the word no and stick to it. It doesn't matter how much someone convinces you of something. No, no means no, period. No should be with a period and you should just be able to walk away. Get to know who you are. Spend some time with just you, especially if you're in that season where you're a mom and wife and being pulled or a business owner and you were just being pulled in all directions at all times. Get to know you and give yourself the gift of some quiet time. I want you to listen and stop doing so much talking. Sometimes those of us who are people pleasers are like natural counselors and we feel like we have to fix everyone's problems and we want everyone to feel good around us. We want everyone to be happy, but we don't have the ability to fix everyone's problems. Not everyone's going to be happy around us. So sometimes the best gift we can give others is just the gift of listening know your value. I don't want you to give away the farm. Put up boundaries. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay. People are not going to like your boundaries and that's okay. It's That's what boundaries are there for, to kind of keep the people who aren't super respectful of you kind of at bay a little bit. It's okay. Um, People in your life for a reason or season, just accept it. Just accept it. Embrace it. Um, Look back at the wonderful memories of that person and just know that they've added a lot of value to your life and and just accept it. And lastly, embrace your mistakes, your flaws, your tough situations, your imperfections. I will tell you this, every single time I record a podcast episode, guys, 71 of them, I tell you this, I want to go back and delete it. I will launch this, I will put it out there in the world, and I will cringe I do it every single time because I'm like, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I shared that. I'm so scared. What if this starts happening? What if I remind people to start sending me hate again? I go through it. What if people don't like me? What if I made someone mad? I do it after every single podcast episode and I cringe and I still hit the the buttons to all the little buttons to like put it out there in the world. I do it every single time. And I am a self-proclaimed people pleaser. So this is my gift to you. 
I hope you can take away some some different things just to like embrace and overcome some of the people pleasing tendencies you may have in your own life. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. I love doing this. Keep sending me your suggestions. Um, send it to me in DMs. Send it to me in emails. They do eventually get read. But like I said before, I get all kinds of weird requests. So I get requests every single day now um, from all different types of people. So we try to weed through those and get to those of you who are followers and that are giving us wonderful suggestions for the podcast. So keep sending them. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And until next time, have a fantastic week. 